All right, we uh, want to talk tonight about entertainment. You know, it's everywhere in our society today. Entertainment Lo- everywhere. Lots of things to be watching. Lots of things to see. The media is constantly throwing visuals our way, and a lot of it is bad stuff. And as Christians, we got to really be concerned about what we're watching. How do we determine what we watch? What guidelines do we use? Does it matter? We'll talk about that on the virtual Bible study. Don't go anywhere. We'll start right after this. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 931- 381-4567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, March 23rd, 2017. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you tonight. And two weeks in a row, Josh McCord is behind the controls. Josh Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for being here tonight. Look forward to your comments as well. We want to hear from you at 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. And in the chat window, if you're watching us from the virtualbiblestudy.com, you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, use the chat window there and share your comments with the world on the program tonight. We're talking about entertainment, and uh, it is uh, prevalent in our society. You know, I sometimes wonder... Was entertainment such a big part of society before the technological revolution? Well, it's obviously gotten more so, but I mean, there's always been dramas and plays but, uh, and theater. But, I mean, and... it's, it's like 24 7 now. I mean, it's oh, yeah, nothing. Immediate access constantly, wherever no, you are. Nothing at all like what we've got today, but yeah. I think there there has always been an emphasis on. Men seeking entertainment. Sure. I don't. I yeah, don't think that's, that's new. That's but, not new. But, but the uh, availability of it. Yeah, the availability of it's crazy. And uh, I think Satan's got to be delighted that he has the opportunity to send all this stuff our way. Well, I think he is. We've got some quotes that show that, uh, and certainly things that we need to be aware of. I'm afraid if we're not careful. Uh, that we can be allowing the entertainment to influence us in ways that we never would have imagined. And we've got to be aware of that in sinful ways. And uh, maybe it doesn't cause us to actually commit the sin, but it can change our thinking about the sin, and that in and of itself is a dangerous thing. We want to hear from you on the program tonight, and we hope you'll participate. Jacob, I think we're not uh, getting out through our YouTube feed, and it's not on our website. So if you're at our website trying to see the video, uh, go to our Facebook page, Virtual Bible Study, Virtual Bible Study on Facebook, and we're live there, but we're not live on our page. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. So earlier today to our update list, we sent out uh, some questions uh, to let you know what we're going to be talking about and give you a chance to respond or at least be thinking so that you can respond when we uh, uh, go to these points. We ask these questions. What do the current movie ratings mean? How do the current ratings compare to the same ratings several years ago? Number two, list the things you think are sinful in many, even most, TV, movies, and so forth. Number three, do you think Christians are exercising proper care in their entertainment choices? Yes or no? And how how do you, uh, have you reached that conclusion? What's your feeling about that? 
And then we want to talk about, finally, some godly principles that ought to be affecting our decisions about what we watch. All right. Uh, so uh, give us those thoughts on the program tonight. Movie ratings. A lot of people put a lot of weight in those movie ratings. Uh, and uh, what do they mean? Well, let's first talk about the current movie ratings, what they mean. This is the CARA, C-A-R-A, I forget what that acronym stands for, but uh, this is the rating rating system currently used by movie producers today. Of course, it's a voluntary thing, uh, and sometimes uh, I've read that movie producers and makers will play with their movies in order to get In other words, they think... Apparently, a lot of movie makers think that a G rating is a death knell, that if your movie comes out with a G rating, nobody's going to see it because they think it's just too childish, uh, not it's not going to be mature enough. And so they'll throw in some swear words, for instance, to get a PG rating because they don't want that G rating. And, okay. and so they, they do things. But here's what the rating system means. G contains nothing most parents would find offensive for even their youngest children to see. PG, some material may not be suitable for children. Nudity is seen only briefly. Horror and violence do not exceed moderate levels. But notice, even at PG, there's a possibility of brief nudity. Look at PG. PG. PG-13. People are taking their small kids to PG movies. Yeah, yeah. PG-13, some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Rough or persistent violence is uh, is, uh, a Apparent, see, rough or persistent violence is uh, is evident. Sexually oriented nudity is generally absent, but scenes of drug use may be seen. One use of sexually derived words may be heard. This is PG-13? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, um, the R rating, uh, R, under 17, requires accompanying parent or adult guardian uh, contains adult material, language, violent sex, portrayal of drug use, and so forth. There's a rating NC-17, uh, patently, patently adult and children under 17 should not be admitted. Explicit sex scenes, accumu- uh, accumulation of sex scenes, accumulation of sexually oriented language, scenes of excessive violence, and so forth. And then beyond that, there is an X rating, and I don't think anybody has any trouble understanding what that likely means. Well, wow. so uh, if as you read that list, you have to think that anything other than G is simply something we shouldn't be watching. I've always su- uh, suggested that this rating system by the movie makers, they're actually telling us what we're putting out there is not fit to be seen. And I just think we ought to probably be wise enough to take them at their word. If they're telling us that they're throwing out this stuff and it is absolutely not fit for human viewing, they're the ones who made it. If they're willing to rate it that way, then probably we should just accept what they say and not go. I yeah. mean, that will be probably end of discussion. Yeah, okay. So, you know, lots of people wouldn't even bat an eye, maybe even a PG-13 movie. But it says some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Yeah. Now, I'm supposed to be innocent like a child if I'm going to be in the kingdom of heaven. Josh, I don't know that that's uh, something I need to be seen. No, I mean, we got a standard set here by a group of men and who make these movies, and so they're setting a standard, and uh, their standard is, you know, it's not good. I mean, they've got even even movies 
G and and PG. You start to get PG, and you're already, man, you're getting yeah, you're some there's bad content there already uh, at PG. PG that's it's right. amazing. It, and uh, sadly, there's Christians, Josh. You may know some who don't even bat an eye about an R-rated movie, and that says that adult material, language, violent sex, betrayal of drug use. Which one of those is you want to see? Yeah. And which one's okay for you to be viewing? I think that's I mean, that, they're telling you that's what it's going to contain. Yeah. That's why it's got an R rating. Yeah. But people aren't even batting an eye. No, and we want to. I want to go to that because I'm. I'm personally seeing evidence that Christians, lots of Christians, are going to see a lot of this content that, that to me, is is just plainly vile. <laughs> and we'll, we'll save that conversation for a minute. But um, Jacob, you found this article out of the Chicago Tribune, which suggests that there is a documented creep on these ratings. Uh, yeah. In other words, what used to be R well, makes sense. is yeah. probably now PG-13. Yeah. Uh, what used to be PG-13 now is probably PG. And, and, and uh, Harvard University, it says in this article from the Chicago Tribune, Harvard University documented the ratings creep that has, in effect, ratcheted down the movie association ratings so that material once considered PG now gets a PG, uh, PG-13 now gets a PG, and what was once R now is PG-13. And the, and the article in the Chicago Tribune says, parents who think they have understood what the cutoff is between PG and PG-13 or PG-13 and R find themselves and their children surprised by material they consider inappropriate. Well, uh, don't be too surprised. Uh, do your homework. You know, there, there are ways to check up on this stuff. Yeah. And there are even yeah. some websites that allow you to, to do investigations about what is in a given movie. And we need to be wise enough to, to. Uh, I mean, I don't think in this day and age there's any reason for somebody to be surprised. Go to a movie and be surprised that it had stuff in it that you didn't expect. Yeah. There, there's just there's just too many ways to know. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say, bottom line, probably the vast majority of stuff out there is not worth is not worthy of us going to see. We should not see it because it's going to put us in a position of seeing things we shouldn't see. All right. Uh, what do you think? 877-381-4567. You're going to those R-rated movies that have adult material, language, violent sex, betrayal of drug use. What about that? Uh, that's okay? Doesn't? Well, please, please, please. When you're going to defend this, please don't say, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Don't Please don't use that argument because it bothers God. Yeah. And we're trying to be like God. Well, Don't use the argument that well, I could, it just doesn't bother me. You know, uh, so if, so what if it if it doesn't bother you, then there's something wrong with you because right. the movie makers are making it to bother you. In other words, they're putting out movies with intense sexual content with the purpose of arousing people. And if you're going to say, then I think that one of two things is true. One is you're lying. Yeah. The other is you may have a problem. You might need to go see your doctor because there's something wrong there. Or you're so hardened. To, and desensitized. Yeah, uh, but the movies have become so in, uh, intense that even people who have s- see it a lot, in other words, they keep as those. They, I think one of those articles used, they ratchet up the the sexual content and the and the violence because they know people kind of get used to it, so they got to keep going to higher. That's why movies keep getting worse and worse is to keep feeding that craving that people have, and it and it's and it's designed to bother you. Yeah. 
It's supposed to bother you. That's what the movie makers are trying to do. And if you say that it doesn't, there's then there's something bad wrong. If you say there's an R-rated movie that you're viewing, if you're maybe even a PG-13 or a PG, I, I, I would go as slow as PG. If there's a PG movie that you can set through and you don't find anything that upsets you, that causes you concern, you've got serious problems. Can we go that far? Yeah, you, if you I'll can agree. set through a PG, a PG movie... And nothing in that movie bothers you. You've got some serious examination that you need to do, and you need to start right now. Yeah. Let, let me uh, – I, I, you found this too, Jacob. This is the uh, Movie Association Production Code from 1930. Yeah, they were having a problem back in the, in the 20s, I think, with some entertainment that was getting pretty lewd. And yeah. so they tried to cut this off at the pass. Yeah, this is – by, by the way, if you're interested in looking at this, the link is – und.edu, uh, University of North Dakota, I assume, und.edu, uh, instruct. You can just actually search for the Hayes Movie Code okay, okay, of maybe 1930. Yeah, Hayes Production movie. Code of 1930. Yeah, that Hayes is, is referred to as the Hayes Movie Code, yeah. H-A-Y-E-S. Of, of 1930, yeah. Or I, I just highlighted some things. I yeah. want to read, I, and you might have some other things you want to bring out about this. But here's what they said about movies in 1930. So what was what is that? 85, almost, almost 90 years ago, 87 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no picture should lower the moral standards of those who see it. Uh, well, wow. <laughs> this is done, they say, when evil is made to appear attractive and good is made to appear unattractive. Yep. When the sympathy of the audience is thrown on the side of crime, wrongdoing, evil, and sin. That, that should not be in any movie, they said. Uh uh, if uh, this lowering of moral standards happens, if throughout the presentation evil and good are are uh, let's see evil and good are never confused, evil is always recognized clear as evil. That's what they say should happen. Yeah. Life should not be misrepresented, at least not in such a way as to place the minds of youth false values of life. Don't 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 try to instill false values in the youth. Comedies and farces should not make fun of good innocence, in, good innocence, morality, or justice. Uh, Adultery. See, marriage, the sanctity of the home, sex morality are not to be imperiled. Adultery as a subject should be avoided. It is never a fit subject for comedy. Yep, uh, that doesn't uh, happen anymore, does it? Scenes of passion. They must not be explicit in action nor vivid in method. Uh, by handling of body uh, of bodies, by lustful prolonged kissing, by evident lustful embraces, uh, by positions that strongly arouse passions. In general, where essential to the plot, scenes of passion should not be presented in such a way as to arouse or excite the passions of the ordinary spectator. And uh, even it goes on. Even within the limits of pure love, certain facts have been universally regarded by lawmakers as outside the limits of safe presentation. These are the manifestations of passions and the sacred intimacies of private life, either before marriage and the courtship of decent people or after marriage, is as is perfectly clear. Uh, you're not supposed to be displaying these things. Yeah, and they speak of impure love. Uh, the love which society has always regarded as wrong and which has been banned by divine law. 
Uh, principles are important. It must not be the impure love must not be the subject of comedy or farce or treated as the material for laughter. It must be presented. It must not be presented as attractive and beautiful. It must not be presented in such a way as to arouse passion or morbid curiosity on the part of the audience. It must not be made to seem right and permissible. In general, it must not be detailed in method or manner. Yep. Goes on, talks about vulgarity. Says that uh, the name of Jesus Christ should never be used except in reverence. You think that ever happens anymore? That anybody follows that rule? And obscenity, obscenity, in fact, that is in spoken word, gesture, episode, plot, is against divine and human law, and hence altogether outside the range of subject matter or treatment. Shouldn't have any obscenity yeah. in a movie. Yeah. Amazing. 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 And this is from 1930. Think Now, that's less than 100 years. Like I said, I think if you calculated it, I suppose 87 years ago. This is what they were saying ought to be so about movies. You talk about a change in, in, a, in a couple of generations. It's incredible. Uh, I, I noticed uh, uh, some notes here in this code about nudity, the effect of nudity or semi-nudity upon normal men and women and much more upon the young person has been honestly recognized by all lawmakers and moralists. Nudity and semi-nudity used simply to put a punch into a picture comes under the head of immoral actions. Yeah. Uh, nudity is never permitted in the, in the, in the movies of 1930. Uh, I was, Pretty amazing stuff. That's an interesting read. There's a whole bunch there. I printed it off, and I think there's 12 pages of that. But that again, Jacob, you call that the Hayes Movie Code of 1930. Movie Code of 1930. Look that yeah. up if you're interested in uh, Google that and and uh, read that. All right, and uh, you know it says here as it begins, it, it, it notes, and we we we're, we're long on a break. We'll get a break. We'll get back. Uh, we need to talk about the power uh, that the media has, and it's not an unknown or undocumented power. And you know what? It's not unknown to the devil or to his agents in the world today. Uh, Those who are wanting to promote evil understand what an incredible power they have in the media, and they are using it. They are expressly stating the fact that they're using the media to affect the way that that you think, to change your thinking about sin and influence you towards sin. They expressly state this yeah and we're paying money so that they can when we go to the pg pg 13 r-rated movies we're going and not only are they doing it against our will we're willingly allowing them to do it and we're paying them money to do so and we've got to be aware of the power that they have in their hands in the media today we'll get your thoughts on the other side don't go anywhere the virtual bible study continues right after this Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hello, everyone. I'm Wade Shelton, a member of the College View Church of Christ. If you're like me, you've probably heard a lot of rumors about what the Church of Christ is all about. But regardless of what the rumors you may have heard, let me just quickly tell you what we are about. The College View Church of Christ is simply a group of Christians that is committed to doing everything that God has commanded us in exactly the way that he commanded us to do it. So we just simply open our Bibles and study them to determine what God has commanded us to do, and then we try to do it. It's just really that simple. Are you interested in being part of a group of people who have this approach to serving God? If so, I hope you will join me and my family as we worship God with the College View Church of Christ this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Here's some quotes worth pondering. 
Learn from the mistakes of others. You don't have to make them all yourself. It's possible to own too much. A man with one watch knows what time it is. A man with two watches is never quite sure. He doeth much that loveth much. Too much time is wasted by some people telling how busy they are. A fault once denied is twice committed. Man, wish I'd said that. Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the virtual Bible study. We're back on the program tonight as we talk about media and uh, what we watch and the influence it has on us, our entertainment choices, what they, uh, the influence they can have on us. As we mentioned before the break uh, tonight, that those who are in the business of promoting evil and trying to influence others have figured out what a, an incredible power the media holds. And uh, that is, um, it has been noted throughout time um, that entertainment has a way of influencing us. Back to this, this code of 1930, uh, the Hayes Code of 1930. Back in 1930, they understood this. Uh, they said theatrical motion pictures, that is, pictures intended for the theater as distinct from pictures intended for churches, schools, lecture halls, educational movements, social reform movements, etc., are primarily to be regarded as entertainment. Mankind has always recognized the importance of entertainment and its value in rebuilding the bodies and souls of human beings, but it has always recognized that entertainment can be a character harmful to the human race and in consequence has clearly distinguished between entertainment which tends to improve and entertainment which tends to degrade human beings. In 1930, they understood that entertainment has a way of getting into you and influencing you, and they said, correct entertainment raises the whole standard of a nation, wrong entertainment lowers the whole living condition and moral ideals of a race. You suppose that's happening in our society? Yeah. That's in 1930 they recognized that. Now, that wasn't the end of it. We talked about this uh, several years ago, actually about about a year and a half, about a, well, six months ago now, I guess. In 1987, uh an agenda placed by the homosexual community was put forth on how they were going to influence the thinking of people. And here's what they said. They said, where we talk is important. The visual media, film, and television are plainly the most powerful image makers in Western civilization. Again, they're trying to influence people to accept the sin of homosexuality. They said, film and television, the visual media, are the most powerful image makers in Western civilization. The average American household watches over seven hours of TV daily. Those hours open up a gateway into the private world of straights, through which a Trojan... Straights, that's heterosexuals, non-homosexuals, yeah. It opens up a gateway through which a Trojan horse might be passed. As far as desensitization is concerned, the medium is the message of normalcy. So far, gay Hollywood has provided our best covert weapon in the battle to desensitize the mainstream. It's right there, in no uncertain terms, that the media influences the way you think. It is a Trojan horse in which the devil can get into your head and change the way you think. Yeah, yeah. And yet we're... And, and what's normal, to get you think what's normal. Bit by bit, it goes on to say, this is again from the homosexual agenda, bit by bit over the past 10 years, gay characters and gay themes have been introduced into TV programs and film. On the whole, the impact has been encouraging. Yeah. Uh, so in other words, they think we're succeeding. We're using the media to get people to think differently about this important moral issue, and it's working. That's what they're saying. So and the way they're doing it, how are they doing it? 
They're doing it through entertainment. It's amazing. If you want to look at it, uh, if you want to look that up, it is the, the document is called The Overhauling of Straight America. It was written in 1987. It is a, a terrifying read when you read the agenda that they laid forth in 1987 and you compare it with our society today and see how exactly they played out the agenda that they wanted to play out and how it has affected our society today. Uh, and it has been accomplished in great part through the entertainment media. Let me catch up with some comments uh, on Facebook. Kevin, our buddy Kevin Kelly is in fa- on Facebook. He says, sin is sin, whether portrayed in an acted out scene or the actual act. And he says, I prefer not to watch programming denoted as adult. I need to watch what is suitable for children. I agree, Jacob. PG-13 has plenty of material that a Christian should not consider good in the true definition of good. He, this is an interesting observation. He says, the Hayes movie code that you quote still goes beyond what God's word is, uh, uh, allows oh, as a sure, measure of good sure, behavior. Sure, but it's a lot, it's a well, lot stricter than what and, you and, see today. And, yeah, and, I, and, and we're, what not, we're sh- not saying that that's the ultimate standard by and, any means. And what it shows, but what it shows is just how this, how, how fast this is changing. Yeah, right. And then Kristen in the, in, on Facebook says, even children's mm-hmm. channels are adding in homosexual relationships to get kids used to it. Yep. The idea, uh, get used to the idea and to make them feel comfortable finding themselves. I think you're right, Kristen. Yep. And, uh, that certainly has been in the news lately with the latest Disney movie in which they have their first admittedly gay character and scene. And, uh, yeah. why are they doing that? Why is it just, it just happens to be, you know, just casual? Well, that just happened to slip its way in there. Did, you don't think that's, uh, uh, overt and planned? Well, when you look at the agenda, certainly, uh, that's very planned, and yet we're going to pay money so that we can go have the, this opportunity for them to influence our thinking. Guest 28 in the chat room says, uh, everyone looks at the obvious sins of media, sex, violence, etc. But the storyline running through most that the good guy wins, but the definition of the good guy is by their standards. No biblical standard uh, that uh, no one is good, no not one. So uh, we've that, just the general thinking of the world will, we can permeate our thinking just by watching the movie. Thank you for those comments, Guest 28. Yeah, uh, but, but he goes on and says, everybody says that the media has power, and they do have some, but let's not forget that they can't sell what the public doesn't buy. And I think that's exactly right. I, I think two things are at work. One is that there's some people in the, in the me- media who want to affect society. They have an agenda. And so they're producing these entertainment, so-called in- entertainment shows, with an idea of pushing their agenda. So that that's happening, but I agree that that if there was no <clears throat> marketplace for it, they couldn't sell it. People are wanting it, and so they and they and so <clears throat> it's sort of a spiral. They keep providing new stuff. People keep wanting it, and it just keeps going downward. All right, eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at college you are the ways you dot com or the ways you. <coughs> Uh, comment on the program today, or you can sign in the chat room at thevirtualbiblestudy.com or get us on Facebook or YouTube and send your comments there. We'd love to have your feedback. Uh, Josh, uh, it's uh, scary when we realize that the, they have stated their agenda, they're executing their agenda, and we're playing right into their hands. Right. That Hayes movie code just tells me about the moral decline of our society. Um, and people's minds are so debased that now they started planting that stuff in there. So, well, homosexuality is okay, or whatever it is, it's okay. Well, now people actually want it. So, if you if you're making movies now that don't include that stuff, well, then something's wrong with you. I mean, we want that now. I think people's minds have completely been 
changed based upon what they've seen and and the movies what they portray all forms of entertainment now people's minds are so debased that we want that that stuff not just it's we'll normal tolerate it, now but yeah that's what we and want sadly it's normal for christians because you hear them recommending these movies yeah, yeah. i want to go to that hang okay. on to that. hang all on right. to that uh uh a comment on Facebook, Kyle, our buddy Kyle, who's been sick. He would normally be running the board tonight, but he's been sick. Kyle, I hope you're feeling better. He says, parents who let the TV raise their children should not be surprised by the outcome. <laughs> oh, boy. That's just that's a power pack statement right there. Thank you, Kyle, for that. I'm glad you're listening tonight. All right. Let's, gra- let's grab a break, Jacob. When we come back, let's fly through some of this. What's wrong? What is wrong with the content that's out there? And are Christians uh, falling prey uh, to this uh the ideas that are being uh touted by entertainment we're gonna get your thoughts we'll get this week's bullet point and then we'll come back don't go anywhere the virtual bible study continues right after this after these important messages we'll be back to take your comments email them during this break this is greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point this week's bullet point comes from the pen of john gibson i heard a lady say i believe in all religions and whatever works for you is fine with me that sounds very tolerant but it's sloppy at best If you carry that idea to its logical conclusion, then you will have to admit that the Bible and its teachings stand on an even plane with everything in Protestantism, Catholicism, Hinduism, Communism, and so forth. They are all equally true. There is nothing to choose between them. They are all of equal value. If that be the case, then none of them is of any value. It means that we can know nothing about religion. Where would we be in science or politics or in any other field if we followed such sloppy reasoning? You know the answer to that as well as I do. One idea is as good as another. Don't make me laugh, or cry for that matter. I know one thing. Jesus did not believe in that kind of tolerance. If he had, he would have never have attacked the religious leaders of his day. There is as much difference between truth and falsehood as there is between daylight and dark. And saying that they are one and the same doesn't make it so. Jesus Christ declared that God's word is the truth, John 17, 17, and that he is truth, John 14, verse 6. He promised his disciples that when the Spirit came, they would be guided into all truth, John 16, verse 13. He further stated that in knowing the truth, we would be made free, John 8, verse 32. It is truth which I am interested in, not in your truth or my truth. I keep remembering that one of these days, God will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth, Psalm 96, verse 13. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. I'm Kate. I'm for This is the Virtual Bible Study. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Colossians 3:17. Now, back to the program. Hey, we're back on the program tonight. Reminding you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Our website for you to check out. If you've not been there, maybe you're just seeing us on Facebook for the first time. Maybe you catch us on uh, iTunes in the podcast. You've never been to our website. It is thevirtualbiblestudy.com. And uh, maybe you've never come to worship with us, but you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area. TheVirtualBibleStudy.com will tell you where we meet, when we meet, and it'll also tell you you'd be a welcome guest if you'd come and visit with us. And uh, if you've got a comment or a suggestion about something you've heard on this program or another program, whenever you're listening to this, maybe it's tonight or maybe it's uh, five, ten years from now, questions at CollegeView.com. We want to hear from you. And, uh, well, if you're listening to us in 2017, we've got some bumper stickers we'd like to send you to help us get the word out. Uh, send your snail mail address to questions at collegeview.com. Free of charge, we'll get one in the mail to you so you can help share the word about the program. Philip in West Virginia has added a comment that really fits from Isaiah 5, verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and 
excuse me, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Uh, the media in its various forms redefining what is moral and good. Not only are there those who want that, but for others, they are becoming more accepting of wrong as being right. Yeah. I think that if Isaiah 520 really fits, Philip. I appreciate that, uh, that good comment. You know, the, the, the media, uh, Josh, is becoming our standard because we're not studying our Bibles. Uh, people are just sitting down and whatever the media says, I'll take it. They're not, they're not, not checking it against an absolute standard. Yeah, whatever, whatever the media is telling us, that's our, Overall, our moral compass now. I mean, that's what that's, that's what's right and what's wrong. And what we're told. Sad. Crazy. All right. Well, what does this? What do the script? What does the absolute standard say uh, about okay. this? Okay. What's wrong? What's wrong with all this stuff? First of all, um, uh, our friend Jim in, in uh, Kentucky says bad things. What's wrong? Uh, our, our question was, how did I word it? Uh, list the things you think are sinful in most many TV and movies. He says vulgar language, sex scenes, extreme violence, murders, disrespect for God's name, suggesting of alternative lifestyles as normal or even as preferable, disrespect for authority, immorality. That's that's certainly a, a, an appropriate list. Uh, I had some of those same things written down. You know, some people don't think there's anything wrong with with listening to strong language. Yeah. Uh, but the Lord condemns that sort of thing. In Ephesians 4, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So I, I, I don't cuss. And, you know, I, I try very hard not to say any cuss words. But I watch all kinds of stuff, and they're cussing all the time. Why would I want to watch what I personally claim that i don't do you know yeah. but i think there are a lot of people who you know they they take no offense at vile language because now they won't do it themselves because they appreciate the instruction of scripture but i want to support people who are doing that sort of thing i think that's the question you were asking earlier jacob and i think it's very appropriate all right uh it, it must be very something that is uh concerning to us if if i can listen to this stuff and it doesn't repulse me What's wrong with my yeah. my uh, my standard here? And then and then real quickly, what about violence? You know, the, uh, I've heard people say, "Oh, well, yeah, it's R-rated, but it's it's just violence." It's, well, is it okay to watch violence? You know, I think I think there's a, a presumption that if it's not That's your... sexual content that makes it R, if it's violence, it's okay. But I, I've got a question as to what's the justification for that. Uh, judgment making violence is condemned for christians Uh, romans 12 beginning verse 18 if it be possible as much as lieth in you live peaceably with all men dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather give place to wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord now as a christian you know i say that's the standard i try to live by but i love to go and watch people who are going out there to uh, exercise vigilante justice and and, uh, the bloodier the better yeah well, there's a real disconnect there. There's something not not connecting, right? You know, an overarching principle as we talk about these things has to be Romans 12, verse 9. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. You know, there's some things that I abhor in the kitchen that get put on my plate from time to time. <laughs> I don't just, you know, I don't, when I'm going through that buffet line, I don't, you know, I don't like uh, the asparagus. I'll just put it on my plate there anyways. No? Doesn't get anywhere near my plate, does it? I don't like the anchovies on my pizza. You put them on the on the side. I'll take them on the side, but just don't you know? Don't put them on. No, I don't want them anywhere near my pizza. Yeah. But what? But uh, you know, I don't like the language. But hey, 
It's all right. A little bit, it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. Well, what what about uh, the the nudity, the sexual situations, the so-called adult themes? Why would a Christian want to watch that? First uh, Corinthians six, beginning verse eighteen: Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Second Timothy two, verse twenty two: Flee also, you full us. Follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Why would we want to be entertained by that which we are told to flee from? And really, I think the key word, we've talked about this word. We've had, I think, a whole virtual Bible study on the word lasciviousness. Uh, lasciviousness uh, is one of the works of the flesh that's going to keep us out of heaven. Galatians 5, verse 19. Lasciviousness is that which produces lewd emotions and that pretty well that blanket covers almost everything we've been talking about if if i watch provokes in me thoughts that i shouldn't have then i have committed lasciviousness right in other words i didn't do it but i watched it and allowed it to affect me in other words i wasn't one causing others to to lust but i allowed them to cause me to lust I'm guilty of lasciviousness, evil lusting, and, and it's just wrong. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Abhor that which is evil. And I say I'm abhorring it when I'm paying money. Supporting. You're, Supporting you know, it. You know, it just kills me. These, these movie actors and actresses are among the wealthiest people in the world. And they've gotten that way by taking the money of average working people by producing vile and nasty content for them to watch, and and they're living in this opulent lifestyle now because so many people have paid them to 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 produce this corrupt movie content. When you buy your movie ticket, it is going to line their pockets. When you buy their DVD, it is going to line their pockets to pay them to reward them for engaging in and presenting that immorality to you. Is that something you're comfortable with? You know, uh, we, we asked, Jacob, one of the questions we asked in our update earlier today, uh, we always remind people, if you're not on our update list, uh, send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just say, put me on the list, and we will do it. Uh, there's also, I actually added a tab on our Facebook page. There's a, uh email sign-up request on facebook on our on, uh, down the long uh, along the left side of our facebook there's a email sign up wow uh, uh, so you can just put in your, yeah just put in your info there and you'll automatically be on our list okay uh but i asked do you think that christians are exercising proper care in their entertainment choices yes or no and how did you come to that conclusion jim and Kentucky says, no, I think many Christians have been lulled into a sense of seeing some of these things as normal. Entertainment used to be about being able to fantasize in a good way about what life could be. Stories were told that had a moral code and good always would triumph over evil. Sex was implied without being exposed. In the 1950s, with the introduction of the film noir, a darker image began to be portrayed. In the 60s, the anti-hero became popular. Hang em High, Magnificent Seven, Bonnie and Clyde, Dirty Harry, MASH, and so forth. Sexual innuendo was replaced by sexual exposure in movies like The Graduate and Midnight Cowboy. Adults began to no longer be embarrassed to publicly view mu- movies that had a lot of sex. 
which once were the domain of peep shows in back alleys or red light districts, now these things have all become acceptable in popular culture. A young people who have grown up playing violent video games uh, have had their fleshly desires satiated by this brutality. Now they accept this violence in movies as not only normal but accepted. Satan has lulled them into a sense of deafness by hearing the F-bomb and all manner of four-letter words in every sentence and the regular disrespect of taking our Lord's name in vain as being normal. Studios like Disney, which once were known for wholesome and family-oriented entertainment, have seen their revenues rise with more hardcore or worldly entertainment and thus have given up on the mostly G or PG films and have sought more PG-13 or even R-rated films. Some studies believing that a PG rating is a... uh, this sentence will go back and re-edit a film to ensure that it has enough scenes of blood, guts, gore to earn a PG-13 rating. Our culture, which used to think of businesses as being separate from one's ideological or political stance now, especially in the entertainment industry, see businesses as a way to further their ideology or politics and will brand those who oppose them as biased or bigoted or racist like they did with Hobby Lobby. Some studios thus face a backlash from the common culture if they do not put enough cultural landmarks like gays, transgenders, women's rights in the TV shows or movies they make. What once was for pure entertainment is now seen as a way to further ideology. Technology has also allowed many to watch, hear, or read things that they would not have done in years past. The computer with Internet access has opened up a Pandora's box of worldly entertainment and voyeurism that tempts far too many. Yep. Thank you, Jim. I think that's all correct, Jim. Excellent essay there, Jim. To to be sure. And it's frightening. Um, You know, one of the things, we we have just started trying to uh, exploit the the abilities of Facebook to get our content out there. But the the Internet in general is is doing a lot of bad stuff. But on Facebook, one of the reasons why I think Christians are not exercising proper discipline over themselves in regards to what they allow themselves to see is because, and I'm not on Facebook hardly at all, just enough to get this content out there, but I'm seeing and hearing of Christians who are commending movies that they have gone to see. Well, I'm I'm pretty naive about these movies. I don't keep up with the movies. I don't can't remember the last time I went to a yeah. movie at a movie theater. Yeah. But I can look it up. What? So I see. I, I, just recently, I saw a preacher I know who commended three three movies that he had seen. I just went online to see what they were rated. They were all rated R. They were all R-rated movies. And this preacher was commending that he had seen them and thought they were good. I, I, I'm dumbfounded by that. I am too, and I've I've witnessed the same. I I don't understand it other than the fact that the agenda has been successful and we no longer care. We're, it's just normal and it's acceptable and we've bought the lie. Yeah. That's the only thing you can say yeah. is we bought the lie. Yeah. Hook, think, line, and sinker. I think so. Yeah, you know, well, but you got to be entertained, Josh. You know, you got to be entertained. And, you know, if we're not careful, Josh, we'll be tempted well, yeah, I know it's R-rated, or I know it's PG. I know that it's going to have some stuff in it, but I, I just, I got to have some kind of entertainment tonight, so I'm going to compromise. Right. Well, I like, I like what David wrote in Psalm 101 and verse three, where he said, "I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes." So I don't think David was talking about TV at that time, but I think we need to have the attitude like he had that, hey, I, you know, there, there are things that are entertaining to us, 
that are okay to do, but whatever we choose, it shouldn't be anything wicked, whether it's sexual content or violent content. We shouldn't be putting anything wicked in front of us. But, you know, David did set something wicked before his eye one time, and look what it did to his life. And I'm afraid it's doing that to the life of many, many people today. Yeah. Let me catch up. Before we go to a break, let me catch up with some comments on Facebook. Kevin has said, we can certainly train our consciences. Use, using movies, TV, and online sources for my standard will change me from the inside out. Oh, that's scary and good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he goes on and says, I'm growing increasingly concerned that me paying for a movie increases the wealth and gives a vote of confidence to their craft. I agree. Many of my friends have switched to alternatives like VidAngel, ClearPlay, and TV Guardian. However, now these audio and video censoring services are under intense fire from the huge movie industry mm. i'm not for, i've heard of some of those i'm not real familiar with them but they're uh, again I, I think those are some ways that you might be able to try and control the evil content that comes into your home i, I don't know I, I don't think they are foolproof but uh, they may be a help but i i, I just got to think that any christian especially any christian parent who thinks that you can just allow all that content to come into your house unfiltered and that it won't affect you, and especially won't affect your kids. Uh, you're just you're just in a in a, a daydream world. All right, we need to get a break. When we get back, we're going to the top of the hour. Continue to take your thoughts. Uh, what about this? Uh, we got we the the question we want to deal with when we come back from our break is what are, what are some godly principles that ought to affect our decision making in regards to uh, what we watch. All right, we'll go to the top of the hour. Plenty to talk about, so don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Hello. Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd. But don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College of Church of Christ. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Across the globe, women are generally more likely than men to be affiliated with a religious organization, to pray more than men do, and are more inclined to say religion is very important in their lives. In countries that have large Christian populations, women are also more likely than men to report attending church services weekly. That information is via the Gospel Coalition. The Word of God says in 1 Samuel 12, verse 24, Fear the Lord and serve Him in truth and with all your heart, for consider how great things He had done for you. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. And we're back at the program, going to the top of the hour, as we talk about uh, our entertainment and the things that we watch. And certainly there are uh, lots and lots of dangers out there. And uh, there's some principles that will be guiding us as we make our decisions. You know, one of those principles you mentioned in the sermon on Sunday, and it's a verse that's very pertinent in our society, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch the unclean, or what is unclean, and I will receive you. Don't touch the unclean. Do you act a little differently when you're wearing a, a white button-up shirt when you're around maybe your car? 
you 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 yeah you act a little differently when you got a white shirt on. When you're going to church, you mean? Well, just in general. Let's say you you get home from oh, church. Oh, you mean if I got yeah. a white shirt on, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to change the oil. I'm not do you change. act a little differently when you get around a car? I'm not going to get under the hood and, and ch- change the spark plugs. And maybe something happens and the car doesn't start. You might open the hood, but you're not going in there. You're not getting anywhere near it with that white shirt on. Okay. You, you might act a little different on sa- on sa- Saturday afternoon when you got your, your ugly, nasty shirt on. But we've got a white shirt on. You're going to be careful, and that's... Spiritually, what we've got to have, we've got to have pure garments. And and uh, Jesus mentioned this in Revelation chapter 3, verse 4, about those in Sardis who hadn't defiled their garments. They're going to walk in white. We're walking through this nasty, filthy world with the white garments on, and we're not going to get buddied up to it and sit around and watch it for entertainment because it might get on us. We've got to keep these garments clean and pure. I think that's a good analogy for sure. You know, we were talking before the break especially about the fact that if we go to these movies, if we pay for this content to come into our home via the television or the cable, the satellite, whatever, we're actually supporting those who produce this filth. And that's one of the principles that as Christians we should be concerned about. Am I endorsing and supporting those who sin? In Romans chapter 1, and this was in... uh, the the little commercial that ran just a moment ago, Jacob. But in Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul describes the horrible morality or immorality of the, of the day. Uh, beginning verse 28, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to reprobate mind. And it goes on and on talking about the sins that were being committed by the immoral people uh, of that day. And at the end of that, down toward verse 32, he says, Knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. In other words, he said, it's not just those who are doing those things. It's those who take pleasure in those who do such things. I think that just almost exactly fits the idea of me watching stuff. I would never do that stuff. I would never, ever even think about doing that kind of stuff. But I sure take pleasure in watching it. And those who are doing it. Well, that's what Romans 1 verse 32 is talking about. Yeah. And so we got to be really careful about that. How about taking a hard line? How about saying, you know that actor? He was in that movie that was filthy. I'm done with that actor. Uh, he's not. I, I've uh, often said, you know, and and I understand, especially on TV. You know, you're just watching TV, and and maybe you didn't know that this was a particularly bad show, but you you got kind of you you get snuck up on you. Maybe you weren't doing your homework, and you didn't know, and this turned out to be a bad show. And and probably a lot of people had the uh, occasion to think after a show was over, saying that was bad. I wish I hadn't watched it. Have you got the moral strength to say? But I'll tell you what now. I'm never going to watch that show again. It's done. You no, know, I, I I feel bad that I watched it the first time, but I can tell you, I can tell you this: I'll never watch it again. Have you got that kind of moral strength? And if you don't have that kind of moral strength, you probably shouldn't be watching anything at all. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, so certainly can't support or practice the sin. Um, another principle I think Christians got to do: you you got to guard your conscience. And there was a comment. Uh, in the chat room about how all of this stuff can affect us and change uh, the way our conscience measures things. And I think it's exactly true. In First Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Paul spoke about people who had their conscience seared with a hot iron. Uh, 
In other words, your conscience is supposed to bother, bad things are supposed to bother your conscience. But if you ignore that over and over and over again, you can, you can sear your conscience. Your conscience can quit working. Right. And, you know, we need to be, uh, we need to be careful that as Christians, we don't allow our conscience to become corrupted to the point that those things don't bother us. And there are documented studies when people view this type of stuff, it changes the way that they're, they think and the way their consciences are documented by people in the world, not uh, religious people here. People in the world are documenting that this is affecting the way people think. Exactly right. Psalm 51, verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. That's what we ought to want. In Jeremiah's day, famous statement, Jeremiah 6, verse 15, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. At the time I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Couldn't even blush. They, they, they were they were so hardened, calloused. Their conscience had been so seared, they couldn't even blush concerning the evil that they were engaged in. I'm afraid a lot of people are. Uh, it's not just a fear. It's obvious that many, most people in our society are that way. But I'm afraid Christians are falling into that category. Absolutely. Uh, if you can set to those movies and doesn't upset you, what about that person who says Josh, it doesn't doesn't bother me? You think they're to that point where they don't blush? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a real problem. I think it's something we got to be on guard because our conscience can be seared if we keep allowing ourselves to be seen by those things. And I would just repeat what I said earlier. If it doesn't bother you, there's something wrong with you because it's designed to bother you. It's supposed to bother you. It ought to scare you to death if it doesn't bother you. Um, Another principle is think on pure things. Jim in Kentucky said we should be guided in what we see, hear, and read by... Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So we ought to, we ought to concentrate on thinking on pure things, not on corrupt things. And I, I think that's really important. Uh, uh, quickly, I want to hit a couple other things. Uh, remember the example that you set. Other people know what you're watching. Uh, set a good example. I, I don't want people to know. I, I don't want anybody to even have an idea that I go to watch R-rated movies. I, I've got an example as a Christian. I want to maintain a right example. And if people knew that I was going to see R-rated movies, it would be harmful to my example. Guard your example. Avoid even the appearance of sin. First Thessalonians 5, verse 21, 22. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. I think literally it means every time evil appears, abstain from it. Every form of evil. And then one more thing. But I, I got a, I got an email from my friend Randy, who's out in Colorado now. He's not in Missouri anymore. Hey, He's in Colorado. Randy, good to hear from you. Uh, but I wanna, one more thing, I think, as Christians. We need to be simple concerning evil and sin. Paul said in Romans 16, verse 19, I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. You know, we know too much about evil. We we know all about the bad stuff. I don't need to know. I don't I shouldn't even want to know that. I shouldn't have a curiosity to try and be informed about the evil that the world does. And I think that's really important verse for us all as Christians. Paul says, Romans sixteen nineteen. I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. You know, this uh, code of 1930 that uh, they realized that art could get into the uh, the being uh, and, and to the lives of the people who watched it. 
they touched upon this in the, the, the section about crimes against the law. They didn't want to be explicit in how those crimes were conducted. For instance, methods of committing crime, for example, burglary, should not be so explicit as to teach the audience how crime can be committed. That is, the film should not serve as a possible school in crime methods for those who are seeing the methods might use them. Uh, you suppose that that's being followed today? Not at all. So God wants you to be simple, not know about the evil things, and that the movies and the entertainment are showing you all the how they did explicit it. details about that evil. And so now you know, if you wanted to do that sin, you know exactly how to do it, it's, uh, and you're no longer simple concerning it. That's right. Real quickly, uh, email from Randy. He asked this question. The Bible is full of graphic descriptions of people sinning. Is reading about people committing sin in the Bible different from watching sinful shows for entertainment? What if the message of the show is that actions are sinful and wrong? In other words, the show has a good moral lesson. Is the issue being tempted to sin by watching the shows? Uh, he says it's not. It's hard not to sin while watching nudity, but it's different if I'm watching crime or brutality. If I'm not tempted in the least by watching a show, he said I am not personally tempted in the least by a show about bank robbery. Uh, people see sin in public all the time. Should I shield my eyes? Uh, <clears throat> I think a key in this question that Randy asked is, first of all, I, I, I deny the, the, the parallel that what I read in the Bible is like what we see in the movies. There's not a more horrific, immoral act in the Bible, Sheba, right. and, and then David murdering Bathsheba's husband. But... I read about it, and I learn the moral lesson of it, but it's not graphically... It's not entertaining you. And that's the other word. The other word is entertainment. I don't read that. for. I'm not entertained by it. You're not it. getting pleasure out of I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm saddened and, and repulsed by the consequence of sin in a right. great man's life like David's. But it, first of all, it wasn't, it wasn't graphically explicit. It didn't tell me all the... It didn't portray all of the lewdness that went on between David and Bathsheba. It just said it happened. But it doesn't give me graphic detail, and it's not, and and I'm not entertained by it. I'm informed by it, and and cautioned against anything like that. And so, uh, I I would have to say to to Randy's comment. I don't know whether Randy really feels that way or whether he was just offering that by way of a, a conversation starter. But but I would say there's a, there's a huge difference between what we read in the Bible and learn from and what we see on TV and allow ourselves to be entertained by. All right. Comments, Josh? Yeah, I think the last thing I was thinking along these lines is we're supposed to be good stewards of our money. And so I think we're going to have to answer for if we've spent all this money that we've been blessed with on entertainment and entertaining ourselves with wicked things, you know, instead of using it toward things that are good and that's that's my thought along this line right a couple good comments in the chat room to close us out tonight guest 6996 says maybe we should be putting more emphasis on studying our bible and less importance on how we can be entertained wow now that's a that's an important comment and the fact of the matter is you don't have to be entertained you don't have it's like well well there's nothing good to watch we're just going to watch this no that, you you don't have to watch anything turn it off unplug it throw it out the window you don't have to you don't have to be entertained and then uh, Philip in the chat room from West Virginia says uh, too many do not see the practical application of all the verses you have mentioned tonight it is not enough to hear the verses in a sermon or Bible class or even if just them at home our entertainment choice choices 
uh, is one way of putting all these verses to proper use. And, uh, uh, Philip, excellent comment there. Uh, we've, we've got to put these things into practice. Is it going to impact our life? Is it going to change our life? Uh, am I going to put the, the, to, to practice the things that God tells me uh, to do? I uh, got a couple things off of Facebook comments. Sandra here in Columbia says, glad to hear this is being on, uh, aired on Facebook. Thanks, Sandra. Glad to have you out there listening tonight. And Kevin in the, uh, in, on Facebook said, I heard someone once say that it seems nearly impossible to keep our eyes and ears from hearing something once. However, I can very well control the second glance. I think that's right. In other words, I, to, to the point that Randy was saying, we see evil in the world all the time. Yeah, I don't have to sit there and stare at it. Right? No. Uh, I don't have to go where it is. I don't have yeah. to turn on the yeah. television. I don't have to seek it out. I don't have to seek or it out. Or I have a good indication it'll be there. Yeah. Right? And then Kevin goes on to say, I heard someone say that if it seems nearly impossible to keep our uh Oh, no, that, that, that just happened to be a duplicate comment. Okay, all right, good, we got it. All right, uh, good discussion tonight, um, and uh, certainly things that we need to be aware of. As Philip says, put it to practice. Draw some lines, draw some hard lines, uh, and take a stand. Yeah. And take, that, and take that stand on the safe side. Don't go pushing that envelope. Draw a line. Say, hey, no more PG yeah, movies. If I, can't, if I can't set some hard and fast rules for myself and my family to live by, then I'm in big trouble. If, if, if I can't set rules and live by them, then I, I need to disconnect from all the media. Absolutely. Because uh, it's, 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 it isn't worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, we've got to have those clean garments. And, Josh, uh, it's something that's going to be uh, ever uh, difficult for us to do. We can do it, and we just have to have the determination that, hey, the line has been drawn, and I'm not getting anywhere near it. All right. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for being here, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, okay. Jacob. Thank you, Dad, for your time, and thank you for joining us. Hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. Questions at collegeview.com are the ways you share your comments with us or your suggestions for future editions of the Virtual Bible Study. We hope to make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the Internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.